Welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. Today we're with Kayla White of Promise Manor in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Promise Manor is an historic wedding and event venue that centers around a 160-year-old Southern farmhouse and rich ties to Lynchburg history. As you will learn in today's interview, entrepreneurship is in Kayla's blood and she is just getting started with everything she's going to bring to Promise Manor. She's sharing about the heartwarming story behind the name, her connection to the land and saving our family farms for future generations, and the importance of vision. Before we get started, I am so excited to share that we have officially launched our Small Town Success Masterclass Series. I want you to make this your town's best summer. And our first masterclass is all about building momentum in your small town through marketing and events. If you've been envisioning a summer full of community, fun, and success, I wanna help you bring it to life. This summer can be one for the books, and I want you to look back six months from now and be proud of the work you put in and the memories your town made. It all starts on March 22nd, so don't wait. Go to the link in bio and get signed up, and I hope to see you in the group. And now, here we go with Kayla White. All right, well, we're here today with Kayla White of Promise Manor in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Kayla, thanks for having us. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the little town of Lynchburg. Well, Promise Manor is incredible. Thank you so much. Yes. Wow. This guys, I can't wait for you to see the pictures. But let's start out. Tell me about you. Did you grow up here in Lynchburg? Yes. So I was born here. I was born and I lived uh, on Dogtail Road in Lynchburg. I don't know if you can get more country than that. (laughs) Um, But um, once my parents separated when I was little, I actually, we moved to the next county over. So, um, but all my family's here. And um, every summer I would spend my summers here with my great grandmother on the farm We have a century farm here in in Lynchburg. And so um, I always say maybe I wasn't necessarily raised here in the school system, or, but I was definitely rooted here. And so um, my husband and I went off to college, did our thing, and we decided that Lynchburg's where we want to raise our kids. So we returned home. I love it. Did you always know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Absolutely. And it's just been in my my blood. My great-grandmother owned a couple of businesses. She was actually the first female manager at a co-op in wow. the country. And so um, she had it in her blood. She actually owned some feed and seed stores here. And so I think it just ran thick. And so I did know that. And I um, went to the University of Tennessee and majored in entrepreneurship. And when I got out of school, I thought, what do I do now? What do yeah. I do now? Um, I actually worked at uh, a private university for about five years, and I worked in the banking system. And then I we bought this place and started an event venue. And you had to put all those entrepreneur skills into I did. Motion. I did. So how did the idea for Promise Manor come about? So after my daughter was born, I realized what a passion I had for the event industry and for the wedding industry. And um, I just started praying about it. This this place is a faith-based um, uh, business. We are built from the ground up on the foundation of God's truths. And so I just started praying about it. Um, and I said, God, if, if there's something you, you need for me to do in this world and to use the skills that you've given me, um, you're going to have to reveal it to me. And he does. Yeah. And so we prayed about it for about three years. And at first we had the idea to open a venue on the farm. 
Um, my grandfather is, uh, it would be, it's a sixth generation farm and he just wasn't ready. And he kept saying, Kayla, I think there's something else coming. You know, you can do this when I'm dead and gone, but for <laughs> now, I think that there's another opportunity coming. And he was right. He was right. So, um, this house went up for auction. It was built in 1858. It is, um, Lynchburg through and through lots of history. It went up for sale at auction. And I told my husband, we've got to do it. And so every day I would come down and pray, Lord, if it's ours, it be your will. And, um, and we went to the auction and we were the only people to raise the paddle to build on, to bid on this beautiful place. And so, um, again, it's just our faith is intertwined through the whole story. And so when you ask, how did I come up with the idea? It's honestly one of those God given in your heart, deep rooted, um, things that, had to come to fruition. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It was meant to be yours. So once you got ownership of the property, what, what condition was it in? So we bid on it. My husband had bid sight unseen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so we walked in and he, we went upstairs. It is a 4,000 square foot historic home, a Greek revival historic home. And he started crying. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what have we done? But it was just cosmetic. Once I, I, I told him, hey, if you can just see past the cosmetic. And so um, the the previous owners in the 80s, the Hudgens, the 80s and 90s, had done all the, the structural work. So they had just created such a beautiful foundation. And um, But it was still very 90s. And so we did a lot of painting, redid the floors, um, and lots of decorating, which was my favorite part. Yeah. So it took us, we, we bought it in November and we um, renovated until April. No contractors, no help, just me, my husband, my family members. And um, we opened in May of 2019. I love it. And you yeah. have all of this cool furniture. Yes. So where did you find it all? Uh, marketplace. Okay. <laughs> auctions, <laughs> online auctions. My husband was getting to the point where you cannot bring another piece of old furniture into this house. Um, but I just didn't know how it was going to be utilized. So I just kept buying, buying, buying. Cause you could get like these little chairs were setting out were, were $5 a piece. So why not buy them all? Let's yeah. just buy them all. Yeah. Um, so we've actually had to take a lot to Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> But I knew in my head and my mom, and she is a interior designer um, by heart, not by trade. And so we knew the pieces that we wanted. And sometimes I would just give her the credit card and she would go pick me stuff up. Um, and the tables uh, that we're sitting at, my grandfather actually made. I said, he is, um, he's got all girls. He, ha- he had my mom. He raised my mom um, as a single dad. And... Uh, so anything his girls want, his girls get. And I said, Papa, can, can you make me two 10-foot farmhouse tables? And he said, I don't know what those are, but we'll figure it out. And about three weeks later, he had already built the tables from wood on the farm, planed it all himself, turned the legs, and the only thing that he had purchased was the screws. Wow. And they were sitting in this room that we're in now within a three-week time span. So he is, he's one of your good old boys. Yeah. And they're gorgeous. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you. How special. So where did you get the name from? So, um, that goes back a little bit. My, my husband and I struggled with infertility, um, for about two and a half, almost three years with our daughter. And, um, 
during that time, I had a really good friend um, pass away um, suddenly. She was a new mom to a three-year-old and a six-month-old, and um, she was one of my best friends from kindergarten. And during that time, my life kind of transitioned, and I started thinking about what is it that God really wants for me to do in however long He gives me. And so um, infertility was part of that journey. And so when Presley was born, we said that she was our first promise. We knew God had whispered that promise on my heart. I knew I was going to be a mommy some way um, because that's how God works. And Hebrews 10, 23 is our, our mission statement. Um, but he was faithful and he promised that. So um, all the prayers that we had through the journey to Promise Manor and God, how do you want to use us? We knew when, when we opened the doors that it was a place of promises not just for our family, but for families in the community. Um, it's been actually families throughout the whole United States. And so this place, we say, is full of promises. Yeah. My mom, it was funny when I first told her the name, she goes, well, maybe people will think that you're promising, like, the best experience ever. And I said, they're going to get the best experience yeah. ever. I don't know how they're going to take the name, but they're going to know that this place is full of just a hardworking family trying to fulfill their dreams as well as their, uh, the guests. Yeah. I love that so much. So I feel like we can't move on without talking a little bit about the history of this place. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. So it was built in 1858 by a, um, a family. They were the greens. So it's nationally registered as the green Evans Hudgens house. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Hudgens got it registered in the 1992, I believe. Um, but the towns in Port Green, they were from Virginia, and they were in the the lumber industry. Um, and so he built this house, and he actually built a lot of the houses across the mid-state, um, a lot of the plantation homes. Um, this is one of the last ones they believe to be standing. And his family, they had 14 children. So there were 14 children that grew up here. Um, this was one of this was the first mansion to be built in Lynchburg. And it's actually the only historic home on the registry. Um, yeah, so it it... It's very unique place, and we didn't even know the history when we purchased it. I mean, we had done a little research, but um, in once the because um, this was pre Civil War, so once Civil War happened, he lost a lot of his fortunes, and he ended up selling it to the Evans, who um, was Miss Mary Bobo. It was Miss Mary Evans, now Miss Mary Bobo, who is the uh, the proprietor of the boarding house here in town. Um, that serves lunch to many, 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 many visitors uh, and tourists. And so she grew up here. So that was a huge thing. Um, but the roots that come, the, the, the love and the, the deep connection to Lynchburg all runs through this house. And so I feel like I'm just so honored to be able to own it, to own a little piece of history in a place that I love so much. So beyond the house, there's actually more to the property. Yeah. Tell us about that and what you're doing with that. Sure. So just recently, so May of last year, my husband's going to, he, he's going to get to the point where he's just going to tell me to quit talking to God about these dreams because <laughs> they always involve more projects for him. Um, but we had been praying for all the land that surrounds Promise Manor because this used to be a um, 300 acre farm. And so our goal, we started a what we call a Save the Farm initiative in 2020, um, where we try to 
um, really dig into the importance of future generations saving their family farms and really trying to dig into why their families um, farmed it for so long. So being from a century farm, I, I, I was able to to really um, connect with the the drive that these farmers have to really want to make sure that they protect their, their land. And so I think that starts with really sowing into the next generation, mm-hmm. which would be my children, which would be my generation. And so um, part of that, I tell my grandpa all the time, I'm like, if you want me to keep the farm, you're going to have to let me invest on the farm. You're going to have to let me be a part of the farm. And so he does a little bit. He lets us plant our flower fields, and we and he does um, beekeeping. So anyways, part of that, when we bought Promise Manor, we knew we always wanted to try and put the original farm back together and so, for our children, for mm-hmm. future generations. And so we were given the opportunity after many years of prayer. Um, the owner um, of the land next door finally decided, I just emailed her one day. I said, hey, would you be interested in selling the land? And she's like, actually, yeah. I'm ready. And so anybody in Lynchburg knows that land is just does not go for sale. And so um, she gave us the first option to purchase the land next door, and um, we sacrificed a lot to get it. But we knew that it was calling us for expansion. So anytime we do anything, we have a plan in place of, okay, now how are we going to use it for the kingdom of God? And so we started building the silos at Promise Manor. And um, that is our next step in expansion. They're, they should be open in the next few months. Um, but they are actual um, Airbnbs that are made from 60-year-old grain bins. Um, we, har- we received the grain bins from a farm in Kentucky. They were used to store um, popcorn. And so um, we're just, we're really learning in this life where God's made us uh, repurpose things for His glory. So we know that these silos are going to be an integral part of somebody's life. Maybe it's going to restore their marriage, or maybe a mommy and a daughter is going to stay there, and they're just going to have the best time. There's no TVs. There's no Wi-Fi. Um, there's flower gardens and vegetable gardens and chicken coop, and just bringing people back to the simplicity of what these farms really, really mean. I love it. There's, there is something about the land. Yes that we're all rooted in. I think everyone listening can probably identify with that. Yeah. So God's not making, there's no more land, right? There's no more land to be made. And I told my grandfather the other day, he was up there tilling the gardens with his tractor. And I said, Hey, did you find any gold? Just kidding around. And he, as serious as he could, he, he said, bend down there and pick up a handful of that dirt. And I said, okay. He said, you're holding the most precious, richest thing that I'm going to cry that you'll ever own. He said, God, he, there's no more land to be made. He said, the fact that you, we sacrificed so much to buy what we did and to repurpose, he said, that's the most important thing that you can leave your children. And, and so land is just such an integral part of Moore County and part of Lynchburg. But globally, that's why we're trying to bring this awareness of how important it is to save the land that we have been given. I love that so much. And the restoration of this property and the building has been an ongoing journey. And your your goal is to just provide these amazing experiences for people. And they get to actually experience the land and, and what you, what is built here. So tell us what you offer here. Sure. What kind of experiences 
can we find at Promise Manor? Yeah. So to be honest with you, we open it as a wedding venue and we have done many weddings and they've been beautiful. And, but a lot of times it's going to be your more simpler events, your baby showers, your, your wedding uh, showers. I, um, we just had a photographer leave that did a newborn session here. I have a lot of local photographers that use this place. It's just, they're kind of studio because of the quaintness and the feel that, that it has. Um, so we do offer wedding packages as well as intimate event packages. On top of that, we offer our own community events. Um, we do our uh, farm to table event in July, which is the most, one of the most dearest events to my heart because it involves so much love around the importance of, of cultivating your own food and farming. Um, but we also do our, our soul series women's event. Um, I do have a women's ministry that I, um, that God said you had to start. There was no way around it. I had to start it in 2019. So every year we have a women's event, um, as well as monthly events. And we have our Christmas open house for the public, um, where we just provide a free experience for the people who, who maybe wouldn't be able to experience seeing Santa and getting their picture made with Santa. Um, we offer tea parties for mommy and me. We have a community tea party where that you bring your little girl and you have the whole experience. Um, but that is our biggest thing is the gift back. We love the gift back. Yeah, I think that's so important. And so when you have that as part of your business goals, everything's different. It is. And you put a lot of expectations on yourself too, though. Yeah. You know, um, you put a lot of expectations on yourself and then sometimes I get myself in trouble because I think others expect the same out of me and they don't. Um, but it is it it, rooting it in the, your reason why I was listening to a sermon the other day and they actually got into a business entrepreneur topic and they said, if you can't tell your business plan in 30 seconds, if you can't tell somebody why you do what you do then you need to really go back and, and, and figure out why you've been called to that. And for this place, it is all about the slowdown of life. There's no TVs in here. There's no internet. There's no Wi-Fi. Um, it's literally about just enjoying the people and the company that you're with. Absolutely. You also get to partner and collaborate with some other great small businesses yes. to make all of this happen. Tell us about some of that. There is so much local talent. And, you know, a lot of when, when brides are going out trying to find vendors and they sometimes forget to look local. And so that that's one of our big um, things with the Save the Farm initiative is shopping local and being local. And there's so many talented, wonderful people just in your own backyard. Um, some of ours are, f- are from other counties, um, but we really try to strive to use local talent and creativity. Yeah. Tell us more about the Save the Farm initiative, because I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. And whether we live on the farm now or not, almost everyone has roots to the farm. And it's like this special mm-hmm. place in our hearts. Yep. Yes. And so when I started thinking about the Save the Farm initiative. I, I really didn't even know what it was going to be called. Or we started a, um, my husband and I started a line called the Rooted Collection. And basically I was just kind of piecemealing things together that felt like home. We have a lot of people that walk through Promise Manor. Where'd you get that? Where'd you get this? I love this piece. And, and a lot of it can be purchased 
locally or through a vendor. And so I started kind of piecemealing those little things together and we started the Rooted Collection. Um, But as I was doing that, I noticed that what a need there was for some awareness of the Save the Farm initiative that we created. So we started, my husband designed hats and and t-shirts that a lot of the farmers wear around here. And it's so cute when I'm in the little little market and I see one of the farmers with my hat on um, because it is so special to so many people in this community. These farms, that's their livelihood. That is, that is all they've known. That is, that, that's how they feed their families. And, and so, um, when we, when we started it, it goes back to, I actually was the generation that registered our farm with this, with the Tennessee State Century Farm Program. And that's when it really started resonating in me. Wow. We own a really cool thing to be a family who owns a farm in, in the United States. Mm -hmm. How important is that? But then I started thinking about my children and I told my grandfather who, who lives on the farm. My my mom now lives, has moved back to the farm, but I said, my children will never appreciate this dirt if I don't bring them to this dirt. Mm -hmm. If I don't make sure they play in the Creek, like I did as a kid, run these fields and, and play with the cows and all. And so that really got my wheels turning. And, and so our part of that, we have, we've done a soft launch in 2020, of course, COVID hit. Um, but once everything gets going again, we're going to do a full on initiative launch to really, um, drive home the importance of rooting these generations into these farms. I think that's so needed. One of the things that I also did, um, me and my mom collaborated together. My mom had always had a dream to write a children's book for her grandchildren and, and so my mom's the one, she, she has all these beautiful ideas, but she doesn't necessarily have the resources to make it happen. Well, I have a dear friend that just so happened to open a publishing company. Um, it's a faith-based publishing company. And I just pitched the idea to him and he said, I'm on board. Let's do it. I also happen to have a dear friend that's an illustrator. And she was said, absolutely, let's go for it. And so we, um, we wrote a book, it's called Allen Family Farms, and it, this, it's going to be a series, but it involves all the grandchildren that are animals. So my daughter's a pig, uh, and my nieces are chickens and cows. And then the funniest part about it is we started writing the book, and I started trying to figure out which direction we were going to go with it. This one is Praying for Wisdom, Teaching Children How to Pray for Wisdom. It's all based on our farm, so... The barns on the farm are drawn exactly to look like the farm. And um, we found out during writing the book that my son was going to be born with a cleft. And so we knew his name was Paxton. So we just went ahead and and made him a peacock. We're like, oh, he's going to be a peacock. Later, we found out after I wrote the book, I talked about how special the peacock was. And maybe he looked different and he wasn't meant to be on the farm, but here he is. And then that's when we found out he had a cleft. And so, yeah, he did look a little different. And he was, he, he was the first boy to be born on our farm in, the last, in 76 years. Wow. And so the book, it just shows how God intertwines ideas and visions together. Um, we didn't know that our little boy would be born with a facial deformity. We didn't know he was really going to look different. But God had already had me wrote it, write it out. I had already wow. wrote it. And, wow. um, and so look for more of those to come. Um, it's taken me a little time to slow down and write another one. Um, but we're going to do another, another few books with that collection. I love that so much. Thank you. So with all these things you have going on, 
I mean, I can only imagine what you've learned in the process. What would be some of your best business tips that you would share with our, our audience? Community over competition. Yes. I have said that probably 10 times this week. Um, I've had people come up to me, well, so-and-so's doing this. I said, good, good for them. I want everybody to be successful. Mm -hmm. We all have a place Mm -hmm. in the landscape of this county and the landscape of the kingdom work that we're set here to do. And so community over competition, especially in a small town. Yeah. How important is it to work together and to to create and cultivate ideas together without worry that anyone's feelings are going to be hurt or that you're stepping on toes? So that's one of my biggest. Yeah. Um, the other thing, because again, I, I, I do talk about my faith a lot, is is creating a business plan on the foundation of God's truth. Um, there's a lot of times we we want to just hurry up and get it done. The hurry up and wait, the hurry up and wait, but really taking time to sit down. I do a whole series with my soul series, ladies, um, a vision series, and it's teaching us how to, I teach how to create faith-based vision boards. My husband and my family, we do not let a New Year's Eve go by without doing a vision board. That's um, very cool. Yeah. And so creating a vision board for your family, mm-hmm. even if you, even if it's not faith-based, just creating a vision for your future, because that's when you start seeing progress. Yeah. If you if you have it all in your head and it's not wrote down, you're not going to see the progress when it comes to fruition. And so having a vision and a plan is so important. Yeah. And knowing that you don't have to do everything at once. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it can come at different times and times that maybe you didn't expect for something to come. Um, but you, it doesn't have to. I have things on my vision board from three, four years ago that's not come to fruition. But hey, it's just not the right time. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. And I feel like you, you've had to, with this property, tackle one thing at a time because it's massive, what you're trying to do here. And there's no way you could just do it all at once. Yeah. And my husband and I are very, um, I don't know, I don't, it's OCD. I don't know. We're both very similar personalities. Okay. <laughs> and so um, we see things and we're like, man. That, that's got to get done. That's got to get done. But then we don't have the time to right. do it. It's just, then it'll aggravate us to death. Um, but my husband is such an amazing partner in this. There's no way that I could ever do any of this. He does all the grounds. We don't have anybody that works for us. Um, we do it all ourselves. Wow. I do have some incredible girls that help with events that mm-hmm. I would never train, trade for the world. Um, but as far as the grounds and the upkeep, it's all us. Yeah. And so I think that puts a little bit more pressure on you to make sure that that you do everything that needs to be done and also spend time with each other and your family. And um, one of my words on my vision board this year is balance. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've not done it yet. but <laughs> I think that's hard as an entrepreneur, though, because there's always more to do. It never ends. Yeah. And until you're in that space, it's hard to understand it from outside looking in. Yeah. Um, we've lost a lot of friends along the way. And that's okay because it it just it wasn't destined for them to be on the journey with us. Yeah. It doesn't make them bad people. It doesn't yep. make us bad people. It's just we've had to make a lot of sacrifices for ourselves and our family to make this come to fruition or make it happen. Um, and it's okay to know that sometimes 
people are just there for a season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's wisdom. One of the things that I really want every woman to know that comes through the doors for Soul Series or whether I do speaking engagements is that I know when you look on my Instagram, when you look on Pinterest, when you look on Facebook and in other, other businesses and other women, everything looks perfect. It looks like it's all put together. Promise Manor looks like a place where people just come and it just all comes together and it's just beautiful. But I always say like, I'm a hot mess. I am a hot mess. I stood up and spoke in front of a women's conference the other day and I said, I've got band-aids on my ankles and I'm wearing my, my husband's deodorant right now. I am a hot <laughs> mess. So I know that things um, through social media look a certain way, but we have to remember that we're all here for one purpose. And whether you're a mama, you're um, a friend, a, a girlfriend, a wife, a daughter, we can all learn from each other through those experiences to know that, hey, we're, we're going through things together. We are a community of women. It's so important for us to quit judging each other based on or, or looking to, to somebody else's um, oh, perfection based on what they post on social media. And so I think Promise Manor is one of those places that I'm able to say, it looks great, but you have no idea what went behind the scenes to get that picture. I had a baby crying. I had ladybugs in the floor because prom ladybugs love Promise Manor. Just so many things that we overlook as women, and then we hold ourselves to a higher standard that's not even realistic. Yeah. So, I think that's important for us all to remember because, like you said, even the community over competition thing, like everybody has their own calling and... It's messy, Yep. but we're just doing our best. <laughs> well, we're all, when you live in a community as small as Lynchburg and as small as the communities that you visit, you're all knitted together in the same cloth. Yeah. It's the same quilt. You're all knitted together in the same quilt. Even if you have people that come in from quote unquote the outside, they've moved here. They're still now going to be knitted into the same quilt. Yeah. And so why not just work together? And, and know that you're all here for the same purpose. Absolutely. And I feel like part of being in a small town is we know each other's imperfections. Yes. So. <laughs> Very much so. We yeah. know somebody gave me a sign, a bride gave me this sign the other day, and it said, if you're in Lynchburg, if you don't know what you're doing, somebody else does. Yes. And it's so true, but it's not even in a bad way either. It's thank God that you have people that watch out for you, that support yeah. you, um, that want to see you succeed and to thrive and to, to generate business in, in, in the community. So, yeah. Well, what's next for you talking about all the things? Oh boy. Oh, what's next? Um, so of course our vision board is filled with things that we want to do with the 16 acre land that we just purchased. Um, I'm one of those that I keep a lot on my heart. I keep a lot to my heart. I keep yep. everything really close. Um, I don't share a whole lot with people outside of our family. Um, but the main goal is to continue an expansion for the kingdom of God, to continue building things and experiences that that are going to allow people to know that, yeah, this world's crazy. It's chaotic. Um, but there is a place that you can go and know that everything's okay right now. You know, all is well in this moment. And that's what God's put me here to do is to instill that encouragement into others to say, Hey, I know when you step outside these doors that you're going to be hit with all kinds of things. Yeah. But while you're in this place, just rest. Yeah. 
just rest. And that's what the Airbnbs are going to be. It's going to be a place of rest. So good. We all need more of that. Thank you. Well, how do we follow along with everything you have? Oh, yeah. So you can follow us at uh, Promise Manor. Our Facebook handle is just Promise Manor. Um, Same with Instagram, Promise Manor. And then we just started the Silos page. So it's uh, Silos at Promise Manor uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. And your website? At www.promisemanor.com. And we've got about our rooted collection if you want to order books and all that's on there. Perfect. Yeah. Kayla, thank you so You're much. You're so awesome. Thank you, you so much. Awesome. This has been great. It really has. I have looked forward to this and I'm so thankful that you chose to be here in Lynchburg. Well, I love the story of how all of this has come together with Promise Manor. And if you are looking for a great destination, put this one on the list because this place is absolutely stunning. Be sure to check out the show notes to get a glimpse inside of Promise Manor and go give them a follow on their socials. Thanks to Kayla for being on the podcast and thanks to you for tuning in. Have a great day, everybody.